0: Welcome. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Gaining Christ Audio, a ministry designed to encourage you into a deeper knowledge of God. In this podcast, we will conclude our series on the Bible by providing two reading schedules to help you receive the maximum understanding, power, and benefit from God's Word. In our first episode on the Bible, we asserted that the earnest reading of God's Word is the most powerful activity to spiritually mature with God. And then we followed that by providing some encouragements to help you approach and read the Bible most effectively. Today, we would like to provide you, depending upon where you are in your walk with God, two reading plans or two reading schedules to help you receive the maximum understanding, power, and benefit from God's word. We know that the Bible appears to be a very complicated book and in parts it is complicated. It's historical, It's prophetical. It, it is, is written over 1,600 years. It is over a thousand pages in most translations. You have the Old Testament and the New Testament. We need to know how these work together. And since it is God's word that is supernatural that God has written for his people, we should know how to read it to absorb the most benefit from it. And so we want to provide you some reading schedules to help you do that. We want to say that we're we're not suggesting that this reading schedule is the absolute best reading schedule you could ever have in your life. We think it's a good one. And we think that if you will commit to 15 minutes, 20 minutes, max 25 minutes a day for four months, that you will grow deeply in your knowledge of God, your confidence of God, your understanding of God's. Purpose in this world and purpose into eternity, and his will for your life as you navigate now. And so, we will have two schedules depending upon two different audiences. The first audience would be those who are not very familiar with the Word of God, which actually is most people, even Christians, even Christians who have believed in Christ for a long time, most of them are not very familiar with with the Word of God. So if you are a new believer, maybe you're not yet a believer, maybe you want to look at the Bible and see what is this really all about. Maybe you've been a believer for a while, but you are just not that familiar with or or confident in the Word of God, we have a Bible reading program for you. And then if you are very familiar experience reading the word for a long time we have a bible program for you and before we begin we would like to say that if you listen to this podcast in your car or as you're working or doing exercise or something like that you probably would like would rather pause it now and stop and wait till you have a few minutes to grab a pen and a piece of paper and write down what we're going to say because we're going to give you some books to read and uh, read them in order and and the days, the amount of time. So here we go. So let, let's focus on the person who is not very familiar with the Word of God. Even if you are somewhat familiar with the Word of God, we encourage this reading program. So we're going to look at the Old Testament and the New Testament and give you a program to put them together to bring the most benefit and application into your life. We will start with Genesis. So what you're going to do is over the next four months, you will read either two chapters or three chapters a day. If you miss a day, that's okay, and we'll carry you through this schedule. So, we'll start with what you're going to read three chapters a day. You're going to start in Genesis chapter 1 and read all the way through Genesis uh, chapter 50, and you're going to see this letter that God had Moses, write that covers the creation of the universe, creation of the world, the, the creation of man, the sin of man and its impact in the world, how God responded, and God's plan for salvation and grace to soon in, in, to enter into the world in Genesis. Then you'll see in Exodus, you'll see the development of the people of Israel who God will use as his foundational family to spread his message. And how they ended up in Egypt, Moses. So if you would read Exodus chapter 1 through Exodus chapter 24, you don't have to read the entire. Letter, you'll see the formation of, of the Israelite community, the old, the covenant community of God, now known as the old covenant community of God, and how God entered into this arrangement with them in a covenant at Mount Sinai. And then if you read chapter 32, 33, and 34, that will conclude that letter, and you'll see how that letter um, uh, moves us forward. And then we'll skip to Deuteronomy, the fifth letter in the Bible. That was written by Moses as well. If you will read chapters 7 through 11, uh, chapter 18, and then chapter 28 through 29, you will see more laws that God gives these people, the terms of the covenant that God gave to the community of Israel, what the blessings were, what the promises were, where his expectations were on these people moving forward as he is maneuvering them into this new land that they will take over and have ownership of. And then if you would go from Deuteronomy, read Joshua chapter 1 through 4, you'll see that Joshua takes over after Moses, and then Joshua 24 as they're moving into the, this, this new land, God's promise, and this covenant being confirmed. Then go to Judges. And read chapters 1 through 3, and you'll see how God appointed judges to lead his people at this particular time, and how the people were beginning to behave as this leadership took over. And then go to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. Samuel was a prophet, but 1 Samuel, and read 7 through 17. Samuel is also a judge that God gave to the people, and you'll see the people want a king. And so you'll see the first kings of of Israel, and then read chapter 31. So 1 Samuel 7 through 17, and then then read chapter 31. And you'll see how David is coming into this scene. This one, you may have heard his name. Very, very important figure in the Bible. a, a, A foreshadowing of the eternal king, the Lord Jesus in many ways. And then from 1 Samuel Skip to Second Samuel and read Second uh, Samuel chapter one through twelve, and you'll see David take over as king, and you'll see some activity in David's life and some unfortunate things that David did uh, as a man who loved God, but he he made some mistakes. As great of a king as he was, and then we're going to move you into the 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 praise and wisdom literature of the Bible. Into the Psalms, which David wrote half of these Psalms. Now there's 150. They're all beautiful. Some are more um, more favored than others. Some have more power in them seemingly than others. We have picked out uh, from here 16 Psalms for you to read. Uh, read three of these a day. Psalm one, Psalm two, Psalm eight, Psalm 16. Psalm 23, Psalm 24, Psalm 27, Psalm 32, 46, Psalm 51. You'll see David's reaction to his own sin there. Psalm 63, David's craving to be with the Lord. Psalm 99, Psalm 103, talking about the love of God. Psalm 118, Psalm 147, and Psalm 150. And then go to Proverbs, which is a letter right after Psalms, and read Proverbs 1, 2, and 3. Then what we're going to look at is we're going to look at God's evaluation of the people of Israel and their faithfulness to this covenant that he put them in at approximately 1500 BC with Moses. This special arrangement that God entered into this relationship with the people of Israel. Now understand that God's relationship with mankind is not exclusive to Israel. It just predominantly started with Israel, and they were in a covenant. And so you will read how these people behave in response to God and what God says about them at this time. So then read the prophet Jeremiah chapter 1 through chapter 11, and you will see God's own assessment of his people at this time. Then we want you to read some prophecies of God's coming grace and Savior and King that he's promised in this new covenant that he will promise to his people. So reading some prophecies about the coming Messiah or the coming Christ, who we know to be Jesus, the Son of God. Read 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verses 1 through 15. You'll see God make a promise to David that one of his own family members that come through David's own family line will be the eternal Messiah. Then go ahead and read Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, the entire psalm. Read that again, and you'll see David, which we know wrote this song, psalm from uh, Acts chapter 4, a prophecy of the Messiah and David's own love for the Messiah even in his day. Then read Psalm 16, verses 7 through 11, how David foresaw the coming Lord and Savior. Then read Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government is on will be upon his shoulders. The promise of one who will be God himself in human flesh, who will reign forever as king. We know this to be Jesus Christ. Then, read the most powerful, descriptive chapter on the crucifixion of the Messiah, the servant of Yahweh, Christ Jesus, the Son of God, In Isaiah chapter 52, starting in verse 13, and then read Isaiah through Isaiah 53, uh, verse 1 through 12. The most powerful descriptive um, chapter in the Bible on the crucifixion and the benefits of Christ Jesus to those who believe. And then read from the prophet Jeremiah again, Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 5 and and six, where you'll see a a promise of a coming king who will reign wisely, and the name of this king will be the Lord is our righteousness, which he is our righteousness. And then read Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34, where you will see that God will promise a new covenant that he will make with his people in this world that will be very different, Similar in a way, but very different than the old covenant that he made with the people of Israel, which was broken. And then read Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel, who follows Jeremiah, chapter 34, 11 through 24, where God himself promises to be the shepherd of his people, and he himself will shepherd his people, which is echoed by Jesus in John 10 as the good shepherd. And then, if you will read Micah chapter five, verses two through five, you'll see that the promised Messiah, the coming King, will be born in Bethlehem—certainly the city birthplace of Christ Jesus Himself. One hundred and fifty-five chapters. If you read five, excuse me, three a day, that will take you fifty-two days, and you will have a very good understanding of the Old Testament uh, message of God. Preparing us as we enter into the New Testament, which we'll now read after this. So then after you read these these uh, readings in the Old Testament, then come to the New Testament. And we want you to read two chapters a day now. Slow it down a little bit and, and concentrate a little bit more. And here's what we recommend you read. The Gospel of Luke. Matthew's great. Mark is great. But we like we're going to pick Luke here. Uh, chapter 1 through 24. Read two chapters a day. Then read the gospel of John, uh, the entire gospel, 21 chapters, two chapters a day. Then go from John to the Acts of the Apostles and read all 28 chapters, two chapters a day. Follow that by reading the letter of Romans, 16 chapters, read two chapters a day. Then go to Paul's letter to the Ephesians, six chapters, read two chapters a day. Follow that by the letter of Philippians, four chapters, read two chapters a day. Then go to the letter of Hebrews. We do not know the author, but this is a very Christ-honoring, beautiful historical letter that will bring in some of the Old Covenant uh, readings that you had, which you learn in reading. Uh, from the Old Testament, you'll see that come into play and be repeated. And in Hebrews chapter 1 through 13, read two chapters a day. Then read First Peter, all five chapters, two chapters a day, Second Peter, three chapters, two chapters a day. And then read First John five chapters, two chapters a day, 125 chapters. That will take you 63 days. A total of 115 days, four months. If you will do this in, in, in four months, actually maybe a little less, you God will bless you with wisdom and truth, and you will grow in your knowledge of God and spiritually mature, no doubt, especially if you go to the Bible and you ask God before you start going in a quiet place, no cell phone, no distractions, just focus like you're studying for an exam or something even, and ask God to to speak to you there'll be things you read that you may not understand words you do not understand underline them just keep reading let the bible explain those terms you'll see many of these terms over and over again let the bible speak and thank God when you're finished for the person who is very familiar with the old covenant and what we just mentioned and you want to grow and intensify in your walk with Christ Go ahead and read this other reading that we just mentioned, if you would like. But specifically for you, in four months, and I do a lot of this myself, here's what we recommend. You're going to read in your first month. You will read uh, two chapters a day of the Gospel of Luke, all of it. And then immediately when you follow that, Uh, that'll take you 12 days. You're going to read the Gospel of John, two chapters a day. That'll take you 11 days approximately. And then you're going to read Acts, all 28 chapters. You're going to read three chapters a day. That'll take you nine days. That's about a month. Then in your second month, read Romans 1 through 16. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to read four chapters a day for three cycles. You're going to read this letter three times in a row. You'll read chapters one through four. Then you're going to read uh, five, five, six, seven, and eight. And then you're going to keep reading four chapters and you'll read the letter three times in 12 days. And then when you finish that, you you will read the entire letter of Ephesians every day, all six chapters for 18 days. So about three weeks almost just read ephesians 1 2 3 4 5 and 6 every day for 18 days that's 2 months and then in your final 2 months your final 2 months here's what we want you to do we want you to pick four letters from the following list and we want you to read each letter every day for 2 weeks so the letters we recommend are philippians colossians first thessalonians James, 1 Peter, and 1 John. Pick four of those and read one every day for two weeks, then read another every day for two weeks. Literally the same letter. Read it over every day. All four chapters of Philippians, for example. Read Philippians 1, 2, 3, 4, and the next day do it again. We encourage men to do this, people in our ministry to do this. I do this sometimes for a month at a time. It is so beautiful, the impact on our lives. You'll never stop learning. And then um, after you do that, that's four months, you will have dug deeply into nine letters of the New Testament, four months, and we are confident that you will experience beautiful results spiritually from God if you do this. The benefits of doing this, my my brother, my friend, or sister are... are You will grow in spiritual maturation. If we read the word of God like this, we will know God more deeply. We will understand scripture and the gospel and doctrine better. We'll be able to stand on our own in doctrine. We don't need someone to tell us everything we're supposed to believe. We will understand how to handle the scriptures. We can recognize false teaching, for example. We'll grow in our confidence with God, not not our pride, Our humility will grow, but our confidence in God will grow. Our trust in God will grow. Truly, we'll be able to discern God's will for our life more as we study His Word. Paul writes to the Ephesians discern the will of the Lord in your life. Understand what is the will of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5. How do we grow in our knowledge or our understanding or discernment in the will of God? By reading the Bible. And by reading the Bible and, and spending time daily in the Bible, you will grow in your faithfulness in God, in your joy, and your peace, and your thanksgiving, and your hope will grow and accelerate as well. Truly, the Word of God is absolutely—reading the Word of God is absolutely the most powerful activity for a man or woman or boy or girl to grow in maturity— with God. We hope that this has been encouraging to you. We hope that you will take advantage of this reading plan or something very similar. Thank you very much for listening, and read and spread the Word of God.